we have come to the culmination of the Christmas cycle in our church calendar. The Christmas cycle ends in the last Sunday of Epiphany. And uh, as we come to the end of the Christmas cycle, we enter another cycle, which is the Easter cycle, and we start that with Lent. So today, as we come to the culmination of the season of Epiphany, let us just for a while of the things we have encountered during Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. In Christmas, we celebrated Christ as Emmanuel. We begin to see in Christmas that God is with us. The reality that God is among us. He is not someone who is up there. God is not someone who is so far that we could not reach Him. God is so close to us. That's why Christmas, the message of that is Emmanuel. God is with us, close to us. And in Epiphany, we begin to find out that this God who is with us is manifested. He is not hidden from everyone. This Christ, the God, Son of God, is manifested. And we see that in the readings. We see that in our celebration of Epiphany. We saw Christ, how he manifested himself. He did not hide from us. He came, he is with us, and he made himself known to us. Today, we are going to see also that as we come to the culmination of this season, we begin to see that whatever Christ would manifest, kung ginapakita sang Diyos sa aton, that is also something that he meant to share with us. Okay? Every time Christ would reveal himself to us, whatever that revelation is, that is something also that he meant to share with us. Like for example, in the first Sunday of Epiphany, we celebrated the feast of the baptism of our Lord. And in that baptism, we saw the anointing of God come upon him by the Holy Spirit. And as he manifests that anointing in his life, he meant to share that anointing with us. That is why one of the lessons we learn in baptism, in, in, in the celebration of the baptism of our Lord, is that we are anointed by God. The same anointing that Christ received from the Holy Spirit, that is the same anointing each and every one of us has. No more, no less. And we, we also saw in Christ, in his teachings, how he manifested the wisdom of God. A wisdom that is superior to man's wisdom. Okay? That revelation, that manifestation of the wisdom of God that we see in Christ, that same wisdom he manifests is the same wisdom that he shares with us. We can have the wisdom of God. The scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. Amen? God has given us the mind of His Son that we can also live in the same wisdom that He has. In one of the Sundays, we also saw that how Christ manifested His authority. 
the power of His authority. And that manifestation of that power is also something that we need to realize that Christ shares with us. That's why before He left, before He ascended to heaven, He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. The same authority that I have on earth, the same authority and power I have on earth, I share with you. Okay? So we see this that in Epiphany, as Christ manifested himself, that manifestation is meant to be shared with us all. Today, it is so amazing because in the last Sunday, this is now the manifestation of Christ's divinity. And some people find it hard to understand that Christ himself would like to share that divinity with us. Okay? Now, if you notice the apostles, they were walking with Jesus. They have seen his anointing. You know, more or less, they have a glimpse that this person is really different. Nakakaiba tong tao na to. Perhaps he is God. Yeah? Yun ang nakikita nila. In their ordinary life, the apostles were walking with Jesus. They see him in his anointing. And they also saw the miracles he has done. You know, medyo na, na, nalalagay na sa isip nila, this must be God. You know, they saw his miracles. They saw his anointing. Then they saw the authority. Christ was slowly manifesting his divine nature to them. He was slowly manifesting his being God. Now he manifested authority, he manifested yung wisdom niya, he manifested his anointing. But on the last Sunday of Epiphany, eto na yung pinaka-climax. Because now Christ was manifesting something inside him. His very nature as God is now being externally manifested. For the first time, the three apostles who were with him, they saw not only the teachings of God, not only the wisdom of God, not only the authority of God, now the very nature of God is truly manifested. You know, I would just imagine itong mga apostles na to, they were with Jesus, and you know, they, they have no idea who this person is. Maybe meron na silang mga ideas about him, you know, maybe they thought of him as a great teacher, maybe they thought of him as, you know, someone special before God, but never in their life they understand that he himself is God until the day they came to this mountain of transfiguration. Okay? And here we see that an external manifestation of the internal glory of his divinity was shining forth. Nakita nila for the first time. They were with him in the mountain. The gospel today starts with Jesus taking them to the mountain. They climbed the mountain and there before their eyes, the face of Jesus started to change, started to light up. Then his clothes became so white. 
more than anyone who could ever bleach it, you know, hambal sa Bible. And it was a manifestation of something that Jesus has inside him. You know, Jesus, while walking with them, they did not realize, the apostles did not realize that they were walking with God. All along, while Jesus was walking with them, He is God. Okay? And they have seen His teaching, they have heard His teaching, they have seen His authority, but they have not seen that glory that is inside Him, that divine nature. Now, when Christ was manifesting that, when Christ was showing that to them, His divine glory being manifested, it is meant to be shared with them also. The scripture says that Christ came that we might become partakers of the divine nature. God is not insecure to share His glory with us. God is not insecure to share His divine nature with us. The scripture says that we are heirs of God. Manunubli kita sang Diyos. And we are co-heirs with Christ. Do you know whatever Christ would inherit from the Father, we will also inherit. That is what it means to be co-heirs. Whatever Christ would inherit from God the Father, He shares that with us. That's why the word here used is co-heirs with Christ. What He reveals and manifests in His life, He shares with us. He shares His anointing with us. He shares His wisdom with us. He shares His authority with us. He even shares the ability to perform miracles with us. And today, I would like us to see that Christ even shares His glory with us. He meant the church to share that glory with Him, to shine the glory of Christ and can we do that can we as a people begin to shine with the glory of God scriptures clearly says that he meant to share that with us and uh, we see also that in Epiphany at the onset when we celebrated the feast of Epiphany it was the star in the sky that led the wise men to find Christ. But today, God does not use the stars in the heavens anymore. He uses the church. It is the light of the church that will bring people to Christ. As God used the star in heaven to point to the three wise men where Christ is, Today, Christ uses the church. We are the star. We are the light that shines, that brings people to Christ. Now, how can we share in that glory? Is there a way that we can share in this glory? It is very timely that after this season, we go to Lent. Papasok na tayo sa Kwaresma. And much of the things that we have learned in Epiphany has something to do with Lent also. Can we share in the glory of Christ? Is there a possibility for us to share in the glory of Christ? Yes, there is. And God today through the gospel teaches us 
how we can partake, how we can share in that divine glory of Christ. Now, there are two things that I have seen. There may be more in the gospel today, but two things I have seen of how we can share in that glory of Christ. In our gospel today, in verse 2, it says here, Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. He took Peter, James, and John apart by themselves. The first thing we have to realize in sharing that divine glory of Christ, there is a need for us to be set apart first. Okay? And then this is something we need to realize that Christ would set us apart but we must also bring ourselves to be with Christ. He calls us to set us apart. He calls us, He invites us to come to Him. And we can come to Him, okay? But we have to cooperate with Him. In this narrative of the Gospel, we saw that they went up to a mountain, particularly Mount Tabor. No? And uh, when he set apart, when he called Peter, James, and John to go with him, they went up the mountain. Do you know it's not easy to climb a mountain? Okay. It says here in the gospel that Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain. Meron talagang emphasis, my high mountain. So this is not just an ordinary mountain. This is a very high mountain. And I could just imagine Peter, James, and John, they were struggling to go up that mountain. It is not an easy task. It is not something that we do ordinarily. It is something that happens very rarely in our lives. But when Jesus called them to set them apart, they responded to that call and they started climbing up the mountain. Lent, as we enter the season of Lent, Lent is a time of being set apart for Christ. It is a time that we in our life, we deliberately follow Christ. We deliberately set our lives, set our time, set space that we can be with Jesus also. You know, as I look at this, I remember my time when I went up the mountains also. And there I fasted and prayed, you know. And how many times I went up the mountain, you know, I think of this. But now I begin to realize the mountain is just a symbol. You don't have to climb a literal mountain to be with Jesus. Jesus is everywhere. You don't have to go to the desert to be with Jesus. All we need to do is to go into our hearts. In the season of Lent, as we set ourselves apart for Christ, we go deeper into our hearts. In our hearts, these are where the mountains are. 
These are the things that we struggled inside. You know, many of us, sometimes we don't take time to sit down. We don't take time to be silent and really go inside our hearts because there are so many things there in our hearts that we are afraid to look at. In our hearts, we will find that there is unforgiveness. If we will only be honest, in the season of Lent, if you would have time to examine yourself, if you have time to go deeper, you will realize that there are so many things there that you don't like to look at. Number one is unforgiveness. There are many Christians today who would go to church and fellowship and talk and talk and talk, usap, usap, salita, salita, but they would never bother to sit down alone and just go into your heart. Why? Because there in your heart you will be confronted. In your heart you will find so many things that is not supposed to be there. In your heart you will discover your dryness. In your heart as you go deeper you will discover that that first love of yours has become cold already. Lalamigna. Many Christians today come to church. We come every Sunday to worship. But do we really worship on a Sunday? Because to worship God on a Sunday, your heart has to be on fire for worship. How many people today come to church and, you know, go through the motions of worship, make the sign of the cross, but the first love is already dying. The passion, the fire to serve God is not already there. And this is something we need to confront ourselves. This is something that we need to set ourselves apart. Christ brought the disciples, the three disciples, he brought them to the mountain. They struggled to go up in the mountain, in the wilderness. So that is what we are to do if we are going to share in that glory. There should be an effort on our part to be with Jesus. If not climbing a mountain, then going deeper into our hearts. Be silent. One of the things I, I love about coming to church on a Sunday is that it is also a time that you can sit down while you're waiting for the Mass to start. To sit down and be silent. Be quiet. Okay? Some people, they come to church and habang naghihintay pa ng service, you know, we chit-chat, we talk, ang dami nating usap-usap, kwento-kwento, and when the mass begins, pag ring ng bell, then we stay attention, make the sign of the cross. There was no time to be silent before God. One of the things why we have the prelude, why our uh, singers, the band, they would play music before we start so that we can already settle down. If you could come early, you sit down and try to be silent and begin to focus inside your heart. Begin to go deeper in your heart. Do not be afraid. You might find unforgiveness. You might find bitterness. You might find coldness inside your heart. But do not be afraid to see these things. Why? Because Christ is also there inside. He will reveal to you the things that you need to change in your life. He will reveal to you your weaknesses in life. Christ will do that for you. It may be uncomfortable at times. That's why many people cannot sit down 
for five minutes or one minute to just be silent and listen to their hearts. They cannot do that because they're afraid of what they're seeing inside. We are confronted. But unless we are willing to do that, to put effort, to be with Christ secretly inside your heart, to go deeper into your heart, to listen, to talk to Jesus inside your hearts, then we can never share in the glory of Christ. Second thing we can learn from the gospel today, the scripture says that as they were there on the mountain, the three disciples, if you notice these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, that Jesus brought to Mount Tabor and they witnessed his transfiguration. They witnessed the glory of God manifested in Christ. They were the witness. Could it be a coincidence that these same three disciples were the same disciples that Jesus brought to another mountain, the mountain and the garden of Gethsemane? Could it be a coincidence Yung tatlong ito, that they saw the glory of God, they saw the glory in the face of Jesus Christ, are the same disciples that Jesus brought with him to Gethsemane. And there they saw the agony and the passion of Christ. You see, glory is related to passion. There is no glory. Sabi nga ni Father Nonoy kahapon, no glory without suffering, without passion. We have to be willing to sacrifice. We have to be willing to go through the cross and carry it every day. We are cross bearers. But in that cross, it leads us to the glory of God. I don't think it is a coincidence. I think there is a plan why the same three disciples who saw the glory of God, the resplendent glory of God, they were also the ones who witnessed Jesus in his agony on the garden. There is a connection to that. Our sufferings that we go through, the sacrifices that we have to make in our lives, it leads us to the glory of God. And secondly, It says here that as they saw Christ's glory, Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. Elijah and Moses, the prophets, the great prophets, Moses representing the law, Elijah representing the prophets, they were with Jesus, they were talking to him, confirming his divinity. They were in front of God. And as they were talking, then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. So look at the scenario here. When they saw the glory of God manifested in Christ, and they saw Moses and Elijah there with him. You know, sa sobrang takot 
ni Peter, he was so afraid that he said outrightly, sabi niya, Lord, let us build a tabernacle here. It is good for us to be here. Let us make you a tabernacle. Okay? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. You see, our tendency to control God. You know, in our life, that is something that we need to realize. It is not us who control God. But we would like to control God. We would want to have a God that we can control, that we can contain, that we can put inside a tabernacle to make something that is supernatural natural, to make something that is divine ordinary. That is why sabi ni Peter, sabi niya, you know, it's good for us to be here. Let's stay here. Let's make a tabernacle for you. We want to keep God safe. We want to keep God in control. We want to keep God in a tabernacle. Always realize this, God is sovereign. God can do whatever He wants to do. So in our life, that is something we need to, to remember because sometimes if we are not careful, we are now trying to control God, to conform, you know, to make God conform to us. I will give you an example how we do that. We come to church and we ask God to bless us but we are not willing to forgive. How many Christians today pray to God and ask God for His blessing, but they will not lift a finger to forgive those who have offended them? The scripture says, if you do not forgive men of their sins, neither God will forgive you. That's the kind of God we have. How come we insist that God bless us when we are not willing to forgive? God said He will not forgive you if you will not forgive those who have offended you. You see, we are trying to control, we are trying to manipulate God. God cannot be manipulated. God cannot be contained in tabernacle. We want to build a shrine for the Lord, but you do not realize you are His temple. And you need to find the Lord from within yourself. You know, we try to put Him in a tabernacle. For some people, we try to put God inside the church only. Let God be here. So when I go out of this church, I am on my own. God doesn't need to watch over me. I can do it on my own. Pero si Lord nandito lang sa church. We try to build a shrine for Him. We try to put Him in a box. Do not forget, you are God's temple. Can you tell the person beside you, you are God's temple? Yes. We are the temple of God. We cannot put Him in a shrine because He lives in you. And it is our responsibility to find God within us. 
It is our responsibility to be silent before God. It is our responsibility to search our hearts every day, to go into the desert, the mountains of our hearts, and to find Jesus there. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. A second point, how we can share in the glory of God. How we can share in the glory that is in Christ. Number two, we have to listen to him. You know, in the first Sunday of Epiphany, we celebrated the baptism, the feast of the baptism of our Lord. You know what happened when Christ was baptized, right? Nakita nyo? Okay, buti pa kayo nakita nyo. I did not see it, you know? I just read about it in the Bible. Well, anyway, when Christ was baptized, Scripture says when he came out of the water, John the Baptist saw heaven open. And the Spirit of God came upon Christ, lighted on him in the form of a dove. And there was a voice from heaven. You see the Trinity, okay? You see the work of the Trinity here, the Holy Spirit, the Son of God, Jesus baptized. And there was a voice from heaven, the voice of the Father. What did the voice say in baptism? Hmm? How many of you can remember? Okay. This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Right? That's what the father says. This is my son, my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Now, let's jump to transfiguration because the same thing happened again. Okay? In that mountain of transfiguration, the scripture says a cloud enveloped them. A cloud came and covered them. That cloud is the Holy Spirit. And Christ there standing with Moses and Elijah and the three disciples, the Son of God. Then there was a voice from heaven again. What did the voice say? <clears throat> it says here, this is my beloved son. Again, it was repeated what God said at baptism, at the baptism of Jesus. He repeats that again, this is my beloved son. But he added an instruction. This time, my instruction. Na. The first time, he just confirmed Christ, my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. But this time, when he said this, Again, the Trinity manifested here. He added an instruction. And the instruction was, hear him or listen to him. Christ would like to share his glory with us that we can manifest that glory to the world. But we have to listen to Christ. Peter said, let's stay up here. Let's make a tabernacle. Ito na lang yung gawin natin. So it would be comfortable. It would be easy. 
for us. Let us contain you in a tabernacle. Let us be here. Let us be safe. But Jesus said, no, we are going to go down. And the Father said, listen to him. One of the things that we have to learn as we go through Lent is that we have to learn to listen to God. Okay? So as we begin to prepare ourselves for Lent, let the message of Epiphany ring clear in our mind. We need to manifest the glory of God to the world today. But in order for us to do that, we have to set ourselves apart for Christ. What does it mean? We have to set apart time to be with Jesus. So itong Lent na to, try to improve in your prayer life. There are disciplines that we are going to have in the season of Lent. One of those disciplines is prayer. Paigtingin natin ang prayer life natin. You see, the more, the more we do this, the more we would manifest the glory of God in our life. Paigtingin natin ang prayer life natin, that setting apart time to be with Jesus. Set space, make space for Jesus. You know, sometimes ang excuse natin, you know, sa bahay, magulo sa bahay, and there, there are children there, and you know, hindi ako makapray masyado, Father, kasi maliit ang bahay namin, you know, I could pray. Now, you set time, find out anong oras at anong oras in your house na hindi masyado magulo mga bata. Then you set space. You know, I have a space in my house which I only use for prayer. Sa likod ng bahay namin, merong puno doon, and I just bring my chair there. That is a spot na walang pumupunta kasi sabi nila maraming ahas daw sa likod. So doon ako. Okay? It's my space. I go there because no one goes there. I set that space. So I can be with Christ. I can be with Him in prayer. Okay? And secondly, practice the art of listening. Okay? The season of Lent, part of our discipline is fasting. Okay? Magfa-fasting tayo, the season of Lent. And there's so many things that we can fast, not only food. Let's try to fast on talking so much. Mahilig tayo magkwento, salita, no? In the season of Lent, bawasan natin. Let's cut down on talking. Let us uh, add more to our listening. Okay? So maybe itong season of Lent, as we enter, magfasting tayo sa salita ng salita. You know, limit it, but add more to listening. Start with listening to your children, mga parents. If you could not listen to your children, how much more can you listen to God whom you cannot see? Okay? Start with listening to your children. Sit down with them. Wag ka muna magsalita. Allow them to talk to you. Allow them to share their heart with you. Sit down to listen to them. Sa mga mag-asawa, try the practice of listening 
to each other. You know, sometimes I have much more to say to my wife, especially sa, sa bahay, ang dami kong gustong sabihin, but you know, sometimes I would just have to close my mouth and just allow her to talk to me and I listen to her. Maybe we can practice that. Listen to members of your family. Listen to your friends more. Instead of talking to them more, try to listen to them more. Then in your prayer, when you start praying, you can also talk less to God and listen more to Him. Okay? So you will be spending quiet time with Him. Quiet time is being quiet before the Lord. Nothing to say. Nothing to bring. No argument with God. No petition before God. To be silent before God is to sit down and just listen to Him. Lord, here I am. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So those are the two things that we need to, to realize. And the gospel is teaching us today. Set apart yourself for Christ then start listening to Him. If we can do that, I believe that we can begin to manifest the same glory that we have seen in Christ. Shall we stand?